Zen cabinet where we get experimental about exploring your potential so you can discover your own values, the manner in which you're here to serve, and align yourself with the only certifiable rescue team you can rely on yourself. Episode 93 You are your toleration. What's up, Moonbeams? Happy Thursday and welcome to episode 93. You are your tolerations. In this episode, I want us to talk about all the things that you are putting up with and why. I want you to talk about, I want to talk about all the things that you are overextending for, all the things that you are overcompromising for. And let's get into that and understand why you are doing that. If you are new to this podcast, what's up? Salutations and thank you for being here. I do hope, I really do hope that you enjoy the show. Thank you. If you are coming back for another episode, what's up, guys? (laughs) Thank you so much for coming back for another episode. I do personally appreciate your continued support, loyalty, and contribution to this podcast. Thank you for returning, friend. In the first segment of this episode, we will be talking about why or how you are unclear of what's unacceptable in your life. In the second segment, we will talk about you being scared to stand up for yourself. And in the third segment, we will talk about not knowing you matter. In this episode, I really want us to be honest and I want this episode to, you know, my intention for this episode is to contribute some perspective towards you releasing, towards you doing things differently, towards you breaking up a lot of habits, a lot of unhealthy habits, towards you probably removing some people from your life, towards you having stiffer boundaries and towards you loving and protecting and preserving yourself. If you don't know it, it is okay to preserve you. Your first job is to preserve you. So let's jump into this episode in three, two, and one. Louise Hay said, The only thing that keeps you from deserving or loving yourself or whatever is someone else's belief or opinion that you have accepted as truth. In this segment, y'all, I want us to really discuss how you are unclear about what's unacceptable. And with that, I want to start by saying that to know what's not acceptable means you don't know what your deal breakers are. And when you don't know what your deal breakers are, then you set yourself up to put up with pretty much anything. You set yourself up to settle for pretty much anything. A lot of my major tolerations in life stem from wanting to live a life that make others proud, from, you know, if the family is everything, you know, thing, and just, uh, 
And playing small so my gayness doesn't offend other people, keeping myself in the box as far as my sexuality goes, just to keep other people comfortable. And one experience after another, I've had to learn that all of that shit is a waste of time. And those are things that are not true to me. And because I believed in them, because I've honored that those ways of thinking in the past, I created hell for me. For a long time, I had, I had a dynamic with my dad where I would talk to my dad on the phone where, you know, we get, we get on the phone and I would hear about him, you know, talking about work and how work's going and all the different things he has going on. And when he'd jump into random conversations and, you know, or get to lecturing and all types of different things about things he's passionate about. But when I get to talking about things that are important to me, things that are special to me, you know, some of my aspirations and some of my goals, he will find a way to veer back to what he's talking about or what he what matters to him and to me it seemed like what I had to say what I was what I want to talk about didn't mean as much and I tolerated that for so many years because you know you want to be respectful and you don't want to be disrespectful also know that he doesn't come you know, I haven't known him to really exist in a place of having, you know, a lot of listening going on. You know, I don't, you know, I, growing up, I didn't really know my mom to be the best listener outside of, you know, wanting what she wanted for the most part. But, you know, so I wanted to overcompensate and make sure that he felt heard and felt, you know, valued and different things like that. And in doing that, I saw that I wasn't feeling valued and that I was tolerating you know, too much in that I was allowing my goals and my dreams to be invalidated in the face of what was going on. So, you know, I started behaving impulsively, like when it would get to a place where, you know, I would start talking about myself and he would veer into talking about himself again, I would just hang up the call, you know, and then he would call back and say, like, what happened? Like, we lose signal? Yep, we lost signal. You know, and I would just hang up the call. And I hang up the call enough where the conversation would start to straighten out. And it seemed like he would start to kind of listen and be a little bit more open. And, you know, like, I, I, I know that's not positive and I know that's not a good thing. It's just I felt like I had to do something. I had to try something. I was getting very pissed off about it, but I was tolerating too much. And... I felt like in, turn, in addition to me giving my energy to listen to what it is that you have to say and what it is you want to share, the least you can do is do the same. Oftentimes, so many of us are unclear about what's unacceptable because we allow other people to tell us what's unacceptable. We allow other people to tell us what's offensive, what's not offensive, what's a big deal, what's not a big deal. It's not that serious. You're overreacting. You're doing too much. And no one gets to decide that but you. I went through a situation with my brother for a while where, you know, we would, you know, schedule things to hang out and schedule the kick and hang out and stuff like that. And, you know, he would say, I'm on my way or I'll be there or we're going to do this on Friday. And Friday comes and he doesn't call. He doesn't say, you know, he doesn't show up. And there was never no call to say that the plans changed. And you know, or, you know, I'll be at your house at this time, never show up. And it just put me in a place of feeling like I couldn't really take his word at face value. And I had to get to a place where I had to stop being available to hang out. You know what I'm saying? In addition to that, I had to stop.
start being upfront and sharing my feelings about that. And you know, during that time, you know, he was defensive and I could tell he felt offended. He would say, you know, when everyone does this to me, I don't say nothing, I don't trip. And, you know, I've never been one to hold my feelings, whereas I think, you know, at times he can hold his room longer. But I had to stand up for myself and let him know this is not acceptable for me. You have to get into a place where you're getting better about paying attention to your life. Pay attention to the things, the situations that you that you experience repeatedly, the incidents that occur repeatedly where you have to repeat yourself. Those are things that are unacceptable to you. Those are deal breakers. Or those are things that cause more disturbance than usual. And those are the things that you have to start acknowledging when it comes to people. So many of us were groomed and trained to a place where we don't want to be uh, difficult. We don't want to come off as difficult to be in relationship with. You know, so many of us have so many people in our lives. We have big families. We have partners and girlfriends, boyfriends, husbands and wives. And we don't know that when we're in relationship with people, we're supposed to tell them how they're supposed to behave in our lives. But I heard young men and say that that boom, it like opened up a massive door to understanding that I need it. When it comes to living your life, you have to tell people what is acceptable and unacceptable when it comes to how they're supposed to behave in your life. And the people that have a problem with that, the people that oppose that and challenge that, those are the people that you're supposed to scrap and keep it moving. You don't make or you don't settle when it comes to your peace of mind, you just don't. Craig D. Lounsborough said, we fear many kinds of darkness and we often feel that we don't deserve any kind of light. As a kid, I definitely lived in a very turbulent household where there were lots, there was lots of yelling and fussing and nagging and just criticism and just very, very, very poor communication skills. And because of that, there was so much overextending and overcompromising and overapologizing and all of that that oftentimes children can take into adulthood because usually you've always known life to be this way. So you feel like these are the things that you're going to experience on the outside. Growing up, you know, I always felt that thing like people tolerated me, like my siblings tolerated me, like my parents tolerated me. And, you know, getting older as an adult, I had time in, to realize how much I tolerated and that, you know, that I needed to show up for me, that I needed to stand up for me. When it comes to standing up in the face of the things that hurt you, that piss you off, Again, you gotta know you're gonna piss people off. Like during my 20s, I went through years and went through so many situations where I would get into these major arguments with my parents, like especially my mom, because, you know, like my mom always had that thing, like, where she can just be so overbearing and it can just be so suffocating and aggressive and, 
you know, and you know she means well and you don't want to hurt her, but at the same time, you can see she has this thing about accessibility where it's her or it's you, and you're gonna choose what I want or it's gonna be a problem. And I started learning that I can have that for myself. Either I can choose what I want or I'm gonna have a problem because when I align with somebody else's view of how I'm supposed to be or how I'm supposed to respond and behave, I'll never be true to myself. And I just saw that I put myself in so many situations to betray myself because I wasn't standing up for me because I was scared to stand up for me. I went through so many situations growing up as a kid where I would find myself in arguments with my mom or, you know, and stuff like that where we could be going back and forth, just arguing and yelling and different things like that. And everybody would be telling, just be quiet, just be quiet. If you be quiet, she'll be quiet or she'll stop talking. It's like, no, because when you be, I had to learn that when you be quiet, a person will think that they're right and they'll continue to do what they're doing. They'll continue to talk to you how they talk to you. They'll continue to behave the way they behave. And I've always had this voice. I've always had this intensity since I was born that you're just not going to do me any kind of way. You're not just going to talk to me any kind of way. You're not going to just handle me any kind of way. And, you know, to you can be talking back, but to me, we're going to write it wrong. To me, we're going to get justice. To me, we're going to straighten out a misunderstanding because I don't know what in the hell it happened or where you've been, where you thought doing something like that to me would be okay, would be okay as parenting. When you thought something like that would be, you know, water under the bridge and I shouldn't have a reaction to it, where I should just be docile in that kind of thing. You know, lots of people come from households where they were punished for speaking up. And I was punished a lot for speaking up too, but that didn't stop me speaking up because that's just a part of who I am. I'm an advocate and I'm also just outspoken. And I went through way too much pain, way too much trauma to shut up. It's just, I can't take it lying down. I'm just not one. I'm not built like that. And believe me, like, you have to get to a place where you get sick and tired. And the person that you're really sick and tired of is yourself because you make so many excuses for why you tolerate so much bullshit from everybody, whether it's your family, your significant other, your friends, coworkers, your bosses, whatever. You make so many excuses and you put yourself last. You put yourself on the back burner to be accommodating, to compromise, to overextend, and to apologize just in order to say, that's okay. It's not that big of a deal. And it really is being true to you. Things got to a place with my parents in my 20s where, you know, anytime they stepped out of line saying something that I felt like was inappropriate or something that was condescending, something that was sarcastic, something that was insensitive, something that sounded narcissistic, something that just wasn't okay with me, I was quick to address it. I was quick to point it out. And we're going to talk about this right now because I've learned that over the years, when you, especially in families, and you don't address certain things and allow people to sweep things under the rug, which is, uh, which is a lot of what has happened in my family. My family you know, comes from a lot of that sweeping under the rug. We don't have to talk about it. We don't have to talk about it. We don't have to talk about it. I don't live my life that way. I can't live my life that way. We're either going to stand up, straighten it out, and clean this up, or I just can't come around flat out. 
You got to know that when it comes to straightening out the things you've tolerated in your life, you are going to have to have some consequences. You're going to have to say, yeah, so you pretty much put me in a situation where it feels like you're always being unsupportive of my good news. When I have good news to share, that puts me in a situation feeling like my good news doesn't matter. What I have to share doesn't matter and it doesn't work anything. And I will tell you that if that continues to happen, that I won't be able to be your friend anymore, that I won't be available to hang out with you, that we won't be able to speak or hang out anymore. Have a consequence. You have to let them know this is the offense. This is where things went wrong. This is the issue that I'm having. And as a result, it has made me feel this way. And, you know, in this moment, I want to share this with you right now so we can change the narrative so we can get something new. And understand that if the narrative doesn't change, then I'll be forced to make this decision and move in this direction. Speaking up may be scary, but if you don't speak up, you'll only end up retaining everybody's bullshit. You'll be receptacle for garbage and other people's excuses and drama. Eric Fromm said, to be loved because of one's merit, because one deserves it, always leaves doubt. Maybe I did not please the person whom I want to love me. Maybe this or that. There is always a fear that love could disappear. When you grow up in a situation where you feel like you are a commodity, when you feel like you are a burden, when you feel like you're someone else's property, when you feel like you're loved on account of what you can do or what you bring, on account of, you know, what you have or a specific set of tools, then that sets the love up to be conditional from the jump. Understanding very, very, very early as a kid that because I grew up gay, queer, unusual, different so early, that that kept me from receiving the abundance of my father's love. In addition to him probably not knowing how to express it anyway, but that interfered with my father and I being able to have a relationship. You know, that interfered with my brother and I being able to have a relationship. You know, my mother and I did pretty well for a while, but I saw that she had to manage it and deal with other people's needs beside my own. So she had to get back to appealing to the needs of the household as opposed to making sure that during this time of my development that I didn't feel alone, she had to do what she had to do for her. But when you grow up in a situation where those contingencies and conditions show up, it programs you to think, believe that you are loved and only loved for your man. You're only loved for what you can do for other people. You're only loved for what you can contribute as opposed to being loved just because of you being you. Love for being in the very skin you're in, for your heart beating the way that it does, for you being the kind of person that you've always been and never having to change or be anything more to be acceptable, to be loved and to be understood. <laughs> 
If this life has taught me anything, it taught me that you can't wait for other people to validate you and tell you that you matter. You can't wait for other people to show you that you matter. You can't wait for your mama or your daddy, your grandma, your granddaddy, your brothers or your sisters, anybody else to tell you you matter first before you start believing in you, before you start understanding that you matter. You have to own that for yourself. I saw a video on YouTube where Darren Jones talking about how every morning you need to get in the mirror and talk about 10 things that you like about yourself because when we don't validate ourselves, we expect other people to validate us. And that thing pierced my being. You have to validate you. You have to love on you. You have to have the best relationship with you that you can. Another thing that I had to learn growing up with my family is that when I became an adult, I was able to learn and grow in my experiences to the point where I was able to realize that a lot of the things that transpired in my childhood happened because my family didn't know that they mattered. You know, I can tell in the way my mom has lived and, you know, lived their lives. And she's lived a very great life, my dad too. But in the same way, with a lot of different things, I know that individually both of them know that they don't, they don't know that they matter. You know, I feel like to a degree they play the part and they go, go come along to the ride. But, you know, somewhere in life they felt like or probably learned or determined I don't matter. You know, I felt like I saw that in my, I see that in my siblings too. One way or another, you don't matter. We become, we become the people that put so much into making sure other people are happy. We're emotionally unavailable. We don't show up for ourselves. We don't have a desire to love ourselves and understand ourselves. We don't have a desire to love ourselves from the inside out as opposed to the outside in. We don't think we're successful, especially in life, unless we have a nice car or have a nice house or have things to show for. We just can't be naked in our own being and be good enough. Why is that? I want to take the time to tell you that you've probably gone through impossible things. You've probably overcome impossible things. You probably had babies young. You probably started, started working in a strip club young. You probably were molested. You probably were abused. You probably were beaten. You probably had parents who struggled with addiction, drinking drugs. You probably bounced around from home to home, group homes, adoptions, foster homes. You probably grew up in the projects. You probably had to steal the eat. You had had to go through all types of impossible things. You probably got locked up. You probably spent 10, 20 years of your life. You probably lost this job, lost that job. You probably didn't go to the college your parents wanted you to go to. You probably didn't marry the person your parents wanted you to marry. You probably had a baby all by yourself. You probably contracted some disease. You probably decided to become transgender. You probably decided to move to another place without telling nobody. You probably ran away. You probably fought back. You probably talked back. You probably stood up for yourself. Whatever it is, understand that despite the circumstances of what has happened, you are fucking special. You matter. The shit that you need, the shit that you desire, it matters. The place that you take up, the place that you have here, the place that your soul occupies, that shit matters. 
The dreams and the goals that you have, that shit matters. Don't allow anyone to come into your space, to stand in your face, and to defame what it is you stand for. Don't allow no one to make you feel bad for you showing up and loving you in a way that honors you. I have a picture of myself when I was seven on my phone screen, and I talked to that little boy every day, and I have conversations with him periodically, sporadically throughout the day. Take the time to speak to yourself, love on you, and know that you don't have to tolerate other people's shit. Life can be a lot more peaceful and carefree, but you're going to have to stand strong. You're going to have to be firm. You're going to have to be willing to take out the trash to get the clean house. What's up, Moonbeams? Welcome to the air segment, where we challenge you to take more action and we challenge you to start a new era. Start a new era where you're more confident, where you are stronger, where you are getting more exercise, where you become more of a student or master of your life, whatever that goal may be for you. The era segment exists because we want you to know that a new era of your life can start right now. It can start tomorrow. It can start next week. But you have the power to decide when. You don't have to sit around waiting on a moment. You can decide today to be different, to be better. So let's jump in. The first letter is E. Explore. Understand that you have, that offenses take place in your life, that you have conflicts so you can understand where your boundaries are. Conflict helps you discover what your boundaries are, what they should be, and how strong they should be. You know, lots of us, we go through drama, we have conflict with other people, and we get so weighed down with the conflict because we're not getting anything out of it. We're not allowing it to educate us on how we're supposed to live and carry ourselves as a result of it. For a long time, I was the kind of person that liked going to everybody's events and everybody's houses. Anytime there was a, an occasion or a party or something special like with family, I would be there. And I learned that when you go to everything and you show up to everything, everyone expects you. Everyone feels, starts to feel entitled to your attendance. And you no longer really have the option to say no or to do something else without it being an issue or a big problem because they started to depend and count on your attendance. So, you know, with that happening, that made me feel a little boxed in and closed in. Like I didn't have the option to do what I wanted to do. And y'all know me, I'm a rebel and I don't like being controlled. But that conflict showed me that I need to have a much stiffer boundary about what it is that I go to. And if it's really worth my time and what I'm getting out of it. These days, I, I am a little bit more introverted than I usually am for the period of my life where I don't feel compelled to hang out as much. But when I do step out, you know, it's far and few and in between, if that makes sense. You know, I don't go to things consistently. I don't allow people to get into a place where they can bank on my attendance because 
I always want my attendance to be optional. And I always want it to be my choice. I want to show up everything so much where people get comfortable and just feel entitled to my presence. It's a beautiful thing for people to want you to show up and to go places, but you also have to preserve you. So find a way to explore and learn from the conflict, learn from the drama, learn from the trouble in your life because that trouble is showing up to tell you what your boundaries are. It's showing up to tell you the things you need to implement so you can have a greater quality of life, so you can help prolong the peace. Next, the next letters are redeem. Redeem your dignity by not being scared to stand up for yourself. One thing that I'm glad that I do have my childhood to thank for, it wasn't conscious because in Archie and I, in our house, kids weren't really supposed to, uh, supposed to speak up. My parents wanted us to be smart and wanted us to question things and different things like that, but they wanted us to do that to everything and everybody but them, and that's just not how life works. But... I've had to fight so much for my voice and to stand up for who I am and stand up for what I believe in. And it hurts my heart to see other people that may have a struggle with confidence when it comes to standing up to yourself. Know that your life is your own, your body is your own, your mind is your own, your feelings and thoughts are your own. And no one is going to protect them, occupy them, or preserve them except you. Know that this is the only body that you're gonna get in this lifetime. You have to preserve it, you have to protect it. Understand that in this experience, whether you know it or not, everybody is in it for themselves. So you have to be in it for you and you have to be in it to protect and preserve you. Stand up for yourself. When it's no, say that it's no. When it's hell no, say that it's hell no. But whatever you do, stand up for yourself. It don't always have to be stank. You don't have to be ugly. You don't have to be jaded or resentful. It can just be, no, like Lisa Nichols says, no, thank you. My plate is full. Try me again in 90 days. <laughs> but whatever you do, stand up for yourself. Start small if you can help it. You know, create cue cards. You know, create default responses for uncomfortable situations you tend to find yourself in. You know, create responses. Just in case you're struggling with thinking on the spot, you know, you can practice responding in awkward or situations that may make you uncomfortable where you may tend to struggle to speak up for yourself. The next letter is A, acknowledge. You have to acknowledge one way or another in your heart that you understand you matter. Who you are matters. What you want matters. What you desire matters. What you are here to give matters. What you are here to bring matters. What you have to say matters. What you have to contribute to the situation, it matters. The space that your soul takes up, it matters. And once you start to do that, that energy will contour everything that you do. It is truly powerful. So there you have it. Explore, redeem, and acknowledge. If you haven't had a chance yet, please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave a comment and a rating to let us know how the podcast is going. In the next episode, we will be discussing heavy wings can fly, so you don't want to miss that. We'll be discussing emotional baggage. Thank you again for supporting the Medazine Cabinet, where we get experimental about exploring your potential. You are strong. You are enough. You are wise. You are tough. Peace.